So let's talk a little bit about mental health and mental illness. I think for a minute there, mental health and mental illness were being interchanged, and they are completely different things. While there are correlations and things that we can see are connected to each, they're they're different definitions. They're different things. (laughs) So mental health, which I found while I was doing research on mental health, it was becoming really overwhelming and confusing because there were so many different definitions that were really vague. And I came up with my own little description here with a combination of different information that I found. So what is mental health? It's your cognitive, behavioral, and emotional well-being. It's something that influences how you think, feel, and behave emotionally, psychologically, and socially. And this is something that we all have to deal with. We all have emotions. We all have cognition. We all behave. So mental health, generally, it's going to apply to all of us. Which is why I find it so strange that people mock other people who are working on their mental health. Like, you wouldn't make fun of those who are working hard on being physically healthy or a person who is taking time off because they need to recuperate their physical health. So why would you make fun of people who are taking care of their mental well-being? This is something that impacts how we deal with stress, our decision-making, our emotions, how we socialize. It also impacts our physical and spiritual health. It's complex and it's real, but it's something that is really worth making time for. It's important to incorporate it in your life so that you can create that balance and create these habits within your life So when you start becoming imbalanced, you know what to do to get back on a wellness track. It's about your brain health and making these lifestyle changes so that your mental is better or more balanced. So what's good for it? What's good for mental health? We've all heard of self-care at this point, and we are learning that self-care is not just a bubble bath or a face mask, a night out with your friends. And although those may be important, (laughs) there are way deeper things that go into self-care if you really want to take care of your mental health. It's just finding healthy ways to help you manage stress, emotions, and being social. A lot of these are also things that make us physically healthy. So we can see that there's a connection between being physically healthy and mentally healthy, such as exercising, eating well, sleeping well, managing stress. There's also reading, mindfulness, meditation, going out into nature, surrounding yourself with positivity. All of these things can help with our mental well-being. And self-care is what works for you to feel like your mental is healthy and it's going to look different for everybody. While nature may be very, very important for all of us, Each of us are going to do it different. It might be going on a three-day backpacking trip or camping in some random state or something like that. I don't know. Just being out in nature in a more like physically extreme type of way. Whereas other people may just want to lay out in the sun, let their feet touch the grass so they can have some grounding. All of these things are good. It just depends on who you are and what you like. So knowing yourself and knowing what works for you is really important in taking care of yourself. And it's all connected. The body, mind, spirit, it's all going to connect. So taking care of each one of those and what makes sense to you, it's going to help 
all of these things. Again, it's not just about doing these things randomly or intermittently. It's about creating balance and having these lifestyle changes so that your mental health is well. Where I think we were getting confused for a little bit is that poor mental health is not the same as having a mental illness. A person can experience poor mental health, but not be diagnosed with a mental illness and vice versa. Someone with a mental illness can have periods of really great mental well-being and sometimes not. A mental health concern becomes a mental illness when ongoing signs and symptoms cause frequent stress and affect your ability to function. That is the point to drive home between the difference. It's frequent enough that it's affecting how you are able to function. It's a significant disturbance in an individual's cognition, emotional regulation, or behavior. Mental illnesses are health conditions that change your emotions, your thinking, or behavior, or a combination of things, and make it so that your ability to function is lessened. So while you may be struggling with some mental health things, like going through a period of struggling emotionally or behaviorally, psychologically, that doesn't mean that you have a mental illness. It might, but just know that there's a difference. So it's important to take care of those baseline things first. Mental illnesses can become debilitating if you're not taking those basic steps to take care of it. Because when your mental health becomes more and more imbalanced, your illness may flare up. Just like a physical illness, if you have a bum knee and let's say you don't stretch it, you may have the possibility of tearing it more and more. Same goes for the mental. If you're not stretching and taking care of your mind, you're going to stress it and flare up this illness that may be in there. So mental health and mental illness are very much linked. You can see that your mental health can affect the severity of your mental illness. We're talking about just brain health in general, not like getting so caught up in the fact that we need a diagnosis. Have the brain health stuff first and make sure there's an even playing field for your mind. And then you can take care of some of the other things. What's difficult here is that mental illnesses make it more difficult to take care of those mental health things. Which is why I think if you do have a mental illness, starting this as soon as possible is going to be really, really helpful. And creating these routines, knowing what works for you, can help when you become unbalanced. And they can help you get back to a point where you feel like you can work on that mental illness or take care of it better. Like in my experience, when I was dealing with severe depression, I couldn't get up out of bed and do yoga or eat really well or go outside. It was really hard. But on the days that I did feel good when my illness wasn't flaring up as much, I started to practice those things more and more frequently. And then I was able to have this more stable mind where I could get to a point where I could go to therapy or I knew when a flare up was coming. Everyone is going to be different and I don't want this to sound like I know everything and everyone that has a mental illness, like this is just simply what you should do. That's not where I'm coming from. 
I just want to show that there is a connection between mental health and mental illness. Basic brain health is really important. Taking care of those basic steps will be helpful. Even just taking care of your physical body. We've seen year after year all this research come out about how the physical body and the mental are connected and taking care of both of those are really important. I also want to point out the difference between mental disorder and mental illness. What I found was that disorder and illness are more or less interchangeable in this sense. Both definitions say somewhat of the same thing. A disorder is characterized by functional impairment and a disruption to normal functioning and structure. An illness is a period of sickness that is affecting the body or mind. So both are saying that these are causing disruptions to the normal functioning of your body or mind. Disorder is just becoming a little outdated because it came from a place when they thought mental illnesses were just of the mind. They thought they were just because of mental health, but have since found that these are physical brain illnesses. And this is what is affecting the functioning of the individual, their illness, not just the mental health. So you can take really, really good care of your mental health and still have a brain illness that is going to affect you. Just because you eat really well, you sleep really well, you meditate, exercise, you read, you surround yourself with good people and positive things in your life or whatever, that doesn't mean that your illness just magically goes away. However, with those baseline things, it can help with the debilitating part of it in some cases. There also is no single cause for mental illness. I found on the CDC that there are a number of factors that can contribute to risk for mental illness. It states early adverse life experiences such as trauma or a history of abuse, of abuse for example, child abuse, sexual assault, witnessing violence, etc. Experiences related to ongoing medical conditions such as cancer or diabetes. There's also biological factors or chemical imbalances in the brain the use of alcohol or drugs. And one thing that it said as well was having feelings of loneliness or isolation can also be a factor that contributes to mental illness. There's also environmental factors at early stages of childhood that have a strong correlation of developing, influencing, or triggering mental illnesses. So that's kind of basically what a mental illness is. It's not exactly mental health because mental health is something we all deal with. And that's a general basic outline of just our social, our emotional, and cognitive well-being. Mental illness is something that is seriously causing a disturbance in your ability to function. So now let's talk about what a mental disease is and the differences we can see here between mental illness and mental disease. One thing I found stated that an illness is something that can be managed. Feelings of pain, discomfort, distress, weakness, etc. These are all things that can be managed. Whereas a disease is something that is quote unquote curable. So what that's saying is a mental illness is something that needs more or less just some tender love and care. With something like depression or anxiety, which I think a lot of us deal with. We're finding that it's not linked 
to a chemical imbalance in the brain. Rather, it can be linked to certain events or certain feelings, which can be, for lack of a better word, fixed by learning about where it's coming from and then figuring that part out and then including these things that help with mental health, incorporating those into your day-to-day life and seeing if the balance can sort of revert back to normal. Whereas disease, that's where a really physical part of the brain is disrupted. For a long time, I thought mental illnesses or mental disorders were the same thing as a mental disease. It wasn't until a friend of mine explained his diagnosis of bipolar where I actually understood how bipolar was seen as a disease, not just a disorder. Parts in his brain that are very imbalanced, that's where this chemical or biological imbalance comes into play. Mental disorders or mental illnesses involve brain circuits that specifically connect with cognition, emotion, and behavior. Illnesses are something that can be managed and treated. I don't just mean medication. Treatment as in talk therapy or EMDR, psychedelic therapy, etc. Different types of therapies. That also includes treatment. Treatment can also include working on that mental health stuff that we talked about. And this can help people lead more of the life that they're wanting to lead. They can have these more productive or whatever kind of life that you're trying to lead. While anxiety is a mental illness and a very common mental disorder that affects nearly 30% of adults at some point in their life, it's not technically a disease because it is treatable and there are effective treatments that have shown positive results. Having a psychological disorder or a mental illness is something that is distressing and impairing typical thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. And a lot of this can be treated. I really don't love that word, so I might keep saying it like that with these little air quotes that I'm doing because it sounds like just weird, but (laughs) that is what it is. You're treating it. Just like a physical illness, when you get a cold, you take medicine. When you hurt your ankle, you do things to rehabilitate it. Same with an illness. You do these things to take care of it. You start with the basic mental health things, move on from there. I won't keep repeating myself. (laughs) I'll try not to. I'm going to link an article that I found on psychology today. The title of the article is Mental Disorders vs. Diseases. One thing he states is there's a political and institutional reason for why we connect so much of mental illness to biological dysfunction. NIMH, which is the National Institute of Mental Health, is owned and controlled by psychiatry, and psychiatry is a branch of medicine. For them, it can't just be about a generic like problems in living or lifestyle. Because there's this assumption that biological dysfunction is central to what their profession is. So if these are the people that are controlling this DSM and the National Institution of Mental Health, they're trying to obviously make money and provide the services that they can with medicine. He goes on to state that there 
is no psychology without biology, but that does not mean the mental is the same as biological, nor does it mean that you can reduce the mental to the biological. And ultimately, it means you can have psychological disorder without biological brain malfunction. So what he's saying here is that while there is a necessary component to the medical and biological side of the brain, we've gotten so involved in wanting a diagnosis and getting medication because that's what we were told is kind of the solution to our problem. And because these big branches, the DSM and the NIMH, are controlled by people who are a branch of medicine, they obviously want to medicate people. But his point is that there is something you can do when having a psychological illness that doesn't have to do with medication, which kind of leads back to me talking about taking care of your mental health. Do the baseline things first, even the playing field, and see how you feel. And then, you know, if it's still causing this significant amount of stress, seek out some sort of treatment. Therapy would be my top choice. And find the root of the actual problem. Do some parts work. Get in there and rip these things out by the root and understand why they're there. And then you will notice more and more, if you start to get unbalanced, how you can take care of that. While my anxiety was really crippling for a while, once I started going to therapy and realizing where that anxiety was coming from, I was able to reduce it so much to where now I've had the same job for almost two years, which is a huge thing for me because I used to get so anxious about work that I would only be able to hold on to a job for a couple of months, like three to six months was my my range <laughs> with jobs. And learning how to manage that stress, that anxiety, and that fear helped me to become more high functioning and be able to go to work. And now I have figured out the root of where my anxiety comes from in certain things, still in therapy, still doing the work. But for the most part, like I found some things out. Getting to the root of bipolar isn't really a thing because it's just something you're born with. It's genetic. It's biological. It's a lifelong process. The further I researched what a mental disease is, it just kept coming up with mental illnesses. So there's still a lot of work to be done here. But what's important to note through my own thinking and talking with other people is that some of these things listed as mental disorders or illnesses like schizophrenia or bipolar, they are not just treatable by going to therapy or making lifestyle changes. While those may be helpful, these are the types of things that we actually see big significant differences when medication is applied because it's not just about your lifestyle. It's how your brain chemicals are moving about in there. The la Although we all may feel like our anxiety is going to be lifelong, if you do take care of those baseline things and go to therapy or whatever else, your anxiety can be reduced so significantly to the point where you're not living with it every single day and you start to learn the triggers of your anxiety. It may come up throughout your lifetime. However, it's not something that you necessarily need to be 
medicated for. Whereas people who may have schizophrenia or bipolar, and I'm just using those two because they are the ones that come up the most, that's something where real medicated treatment can make a huge significant impact in somebody's life. I'm only speaking from my personal experience in life because, again, I was having a really hard time finding a lot of answers to this because of how the NIMH and the DSM define these things are in the mental illness or disorder area. So trying to get them to differentiate here was a challenge. Knowing what you can be prone to genetically can help people notice those signs or symptoms before it gets to the point where your life like ends up in shambles. Because that's a lot of the time when people seek help is when everything blows up in their life or there's this serious event that causes a big trigger and then all this brain functioning kind of goes downhill. So understanding that there are differences between the mental health and mental illnesses and knowing that taking care of that baseline first is really important and then looking at the signs and symptoms, seeing if they are affecting in this negative way that's causing an impairment in your ability to function. That's all going to be really important so that you can know what's coming up maybe and get the resources that you need to help before you get to the point where things are kind of blown up. I was dealing with a lot of anxiety and depression and symptoms of PTSD and maybe some other things as well. I've been diagnosed with like a slew of things, but we're breaking that back down to figuring out a lot of it was the PTSD and a lot of it is this more treatable mental illness that just needed managing. But before I understood that, I would always wait until I got to this big breaking point and then my life would be all over the place and I'd be like, oh yeah, I need therapy because I can't keep a job and I keep ending up with these bad relationships or I exploded, you know, freaked out on somebody, whatever. And then I would go seek help. I think one of the biggest issues that I've run into when doing work like this is if you don't know any different than what you know, then how are you going to know what to change? I think previous generations before now were told to just work with what you got and keep your skeletons in the closet. Keep grinding, keep your head down, don't let people know your weak spots. I was told once that it's better to tell someone that somebody died or that someone ended up in the hospital rather than explaining that you're having an anxiety attack. And that response really stuck with me because I was like, you're telling me it's better to lie about somebody dying than be honest about the fact that my mental condition is hitting me today with a, a debilitating effect. We can't all be highly functioning people at all times during the day. And you wouldn't like let somebody go from work if they said, hey, I've had diabetes all my life and it flared up really bad today. I'm not well. I need to stay in bed and make sure my body is okay. Everyone would be so understanding. But when it's not something that you can physically see or when it's something that people don't have a lot of understanding about, they assume that you're just like an unstable person who is like crazy or something like that. 
there is an understanding of the fact that we are expected to go through on a day-to-day basis and someone who's like constantly calling out due to their illnesses, whether physical or mental, at that point, they're not reliable. So that makes more sense in like having to let them go. But you wouldn't just fire somebody immediately because of one bad day of their physical illness. And I think we need to get there with mental illnesses as well. And it all kind of ties to this idea that there is a big negative stigma against mental health and mental illness. And a lack of understanding is the biggest reason for why people have this negative attachment to it. People with mental illnesses can be seen as dangerous. A lot of men who have committed violent attacks with guns, sexual assaults, and more have pleaded insanity or used mental illness as their reasoning for why they had violent impulses or people who hurt themselves. This all scares people and makes it seem like mental health is dangerous or mental illnesses are dangerous. People discriminate against those who struggle with this because they don't think they're stable. And at some points, yeah, people aren't stable. But if we have more understanding and knowledge towards the subject, then we can teach others and learn how to provide resources for people that are showing these signs and symptoms. Mental health is really, really important. (laughs) It's equally as important as physical health, as spiritual health. These things make us who we are and make who we are as a society. And the more compassion and understanding that we have with other people who deal with things that we may not not be able to see is going to make us better. Just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. And technically, you can kind of see it. It does come out in other ways. I just mean like you can see somebody's broken leg. You can't see somebody's chemical brain imbalance. I could probably go on and on about how people have these negative connotations attached to mental illness and mental health, but I think we all kind of get it. You're seen as unstable. You're seen as dangerous. It's seen as kind of woo-woo shit, like it's not real science, but I'm telling you that it is. (laughs) And they're coming out with research all the time, showing and proving how this is extremely, extremely important. It's not just about knowing that mental illness is this, that, or the third, or knowing what mental disease does, but knowing that each of us deal with a part of our mental, and that affects us physically and spiritually and all around as a society. So that's just kind of a baseline of where we're at here. So mental health is something we all deal with. It's something we can all work on to have better better mental wellness and it can impact how we cope with life. A mental health concern becomes a mental illness when those ongoing signs and symptoms are causing frequent stress and affect your ability to function. It is causing significant disturbances in your cognition, emotional regulation, or behavior. Disorder and illness are more or less interchangeable. Disorder is just becoming outdated because what they thought was mental illness, they were thinking it was just because of the mind, but have since found that there are physical links. A mental disease is a little harder to distinguish at this point, but from what I found in my personal experience and 
understanding the mental health realm a little bit, a mental disease is something that you are born with. Is that biological factor as well as a chemical imbalance in your brain? That is something lifelong and a lot of the time it, the symptoms can be alleviated through medication. Society moves really quick now and again, these things can be challenging and scary because the unknown is scary. Ignorance is bliss, but if we can all be a little more open, then I feel like things could move in a more positive way. <laughs> so start with those baseline things first. Do the work to get the brain health into an even playing field. Start creating balance in your life. And then, who knows? That's just my little tidbit on mental health and mental illness. I just kind of wanted to lay a foundation here of where we are at, and there's that.